Welcome to the Fantasy Blackboard, your home for all of your fantasy football rankings, tips, and discussion. Class is in session. Here are your hosts, Jonathan and Zach. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Blackboard. I almost said podcast. That's <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, this is our DFS embedding episode going into week seven. We're a little distracted because this episode has been brought to you by my cat, Henry, who just caused John to have an explosion of bodily fluids. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All over. Clarify. Whoa. Clarify what you're saying here. Um, All right, so here's what happened. Yeah. Uh, we were talking to my cat, who was laying on the floor. I don't even remember what we were saying. Uh, something along the lines of, like, what the hell, man? And he <laughs> he's just, been disrupting our production. Yeah, it was. And, and he uh, let out a little <laughs> right when you talk to him and perfect, perfectly yeah, it cued was. it up. And John was, and we uh, looked at each other. John was taking a drink of <laughs> our other sponsor, Dogfish Head Brewery. Um, take a, a drink of their, what is that? Mandarin and Mango Crush. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird beer. But, it's but a weird. Uh, yeah, he had a mouthful of it. We looked at each other. We began to laugh. And John spit it everywhere. So, <laughs> anyway, how y'all doing today? Yeah, it's <laughs> better than us. Uh, better than us, and hopefully you did better than us in daily fantasy last week. Sorry to lead you astray. However, neither of our lineups. Well, wait a minute. Did you win any money? No, no you did not. Okay. Uh, well, you start with yours. Yeah. Well. My lineup of Joe Burrow, Rashad White, DeAndre Swift, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Smith, Jacoby Myers, Jonu Smith. Wow, I got a lot of Smiths. A lot of Smiths. KJ Osborne and the Buffalo Bills defense only put up a total of 95.8 fantasy points. Not good enough to get past the money line. Uh, the ones that hurt there were Rashad White with a 5, Devontae Smith with a 6, and KJ Osborne also with a 6. Joe Burrow could have had a better day first half was good second half was kind of eh. yeah just kind of lost steam it's so like you can't win them all no you know no definitely not um, i mean <clears throat> i think the process was good here for probably both of our lineups um just to rehash mine real quick so i had Kirk cousins against a chicago defense that is not very good and then i stacked him with tj hawkinson they both gave me under nine points and that killed me because the rest of my lineup, not too bad. Kamara gives me about 14 points. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 15.5. Adam Thielen, 23 points. Jalen Waddle, 14.6 points. Chris Godwin, even, 10.7. Um, now, my original lineup was a little bit different when we talked about it last week because I initially had um, Roshan Johnson in my lineup, who ended up not playing because of the concussion issue. So I... Um, he wasn't and, scared, and he edited his lineup. Yeah, so I ended up putting Deontay Foreman in there, who gave me 7.2 fantasy points mm. in this game. But that also moved around my salary a little bit, so I had to move uh, a few other pieces around. But um, basically, the, the ones who killed me were, uh, it was Cousins and Hawkinson. I expected a lot more there. So and um, the 49ers against Cleveland, they were fine, but that was obviously a massive upset game that no one saw coming. I loved the matchup. Uh, for the San Francisco D, they didn't kill me. But um, if if Cousins and Hawkinson take on the way I had assumed 
they would. I mean, I still like the lineup. So I, you got to trust the process. The moral of the story is you have a process. It's it's correct. Sometimes it doesn't always work out, even despite that. But, um, yeah, off to better things here in Week 7. So let's get right into Week 7, because I don't want to think about last week anymore. So creating a lineup for this week. Are you ready for this? Oh, we're ready. Okay, sweet. I'm going to get started right away with my quarterback pick of the week, and I think he has a bounce-back game okay. after his worst game of the season, and that's Brock Purdy going up going up against a bad Minnesota Vikings defense on Monday night. $7,400, Brock Purdy, and he's my quarterback. All right, my guy for week one, or excuse me, for week seven, at quarterback is going to be Geno Smith um, against an Arizona Cardinal team that doesn't really scare anyone on defense. Um, they looked okay in the first half of that game against L.A. in week six, but the Rams ultimately prevailed and were able to pull it off and, and pull things together. Geno Smith against one of the worst defenses in the league against quarterbacks, only 7,000. And um, I, I also just have this gut feeling that he's kind of in line and primed for a, a big game here coming up soon, and uh, no better opportunity here than against the Cardinals. So only 7,000 yep. against the 28th-ranked defense against quarterbacks. So Geno Smith. Nice. I'm playing Geno Smith in a couple regular leagues, so I am hoping that you are correct. I'm playing him because of bye weeks. So Running back, my first pick will be somebody we talked about in a previous episode, <clears> and <throat> that episode being yesterday's. And that is DeAndre Swift going up against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night. Probably one of the more exciting games of the week. He's $7,600, had a down week last week rushing the ball. However, catching balls out of the backfield had his best game of the season. So I'm hoping some of that continues in what could be a high-scoring game. Yeah, so I agree. DeAndre Swift at $7,600 is my first running back off the board. Love DeAndre Swift. Don't have to convince me of him. Big fan of everything he's doing um, in that backfield. The pass catching involvement is what's really sold me on him because he's getting the lion's share of carries, and there will be better days on the ground for him moving forward. That was a tough um, defensive front they just faced in that game, mm -hmm. but uh, I love the pass involvement. So great pick. <clears throat> love the price. Uh, for me, as my RB1. I'm going with Austin Eckler. Uh, I'm putting $9,400 on him. Uh, first game back on Monday night against Dallas. A really difficult defense to um, run the ball against, but he saw a lot of touches. He looks healthy, I think, moving forward. Um, you know, he's going to be Austin Eckler. He's going to be a top three to five back every week. They're playing Kansas City. It's a big division matchup. Mm -hmm. The Sunday uh, afternoon game, 425 Eastern. Uh, Kansas City's defense has debatably been the best part of their <laughs> hey henry how's it going buddy uh, henry henry's returns. back everyone you're gonna be famous on this show here pretty Jeez. soon there pal um but yeah i like the matchup i think he's gonna be a huge focal point of the offense as he always is but this is a big game against the chiefs so um, i'm gonna put a lot of my money on eckler at 9400 okay my second running back because i like the matchup is gonna be brian robinson for the Washington Commanders going up against the New York football giants. $7,300. Kind of staying kind of run-of-the-mill as far as running back prices go here, but I like both matchups here, so going to go with Brian Robinson. 
All right, and I got Roshan Johnson here. Only 5,900. Trying um, him again. Yeah. We'll see if he actually plays this week. Yeah. Um, 5,900 against a Las Vegas Raider defense that is not particularly imposing. Um, I think he's clearly a more talented back at this point in his career than Deontay Foreman. If he's healthy, I expect him to walk into a full workload. And with no Justin Fields on the field, um, I think they might be trying to utilize those running backs a little bit more than usual even. So um, at 5,900, I just think it's a potential bargain pick at that point. Oh, definitely. Against that defense, the matchup, all those things I just mentioned. So 5,900, Roshan Johnson. I like the value. My first wide receiver is going to be Devontae Adams. Two really down weeks. And with Jimmy G, who all of a sudden decided he doesn't like to throw to Devontae Adams, he only likes Jacoby Myers. Yeah, he may not be playing this week. Actually, probably won't be playing. With yeah, it looks back like he's injury. not playing. Yep. So I like whoever they choose to come in at quarterback because you know who knows who they're going to throw out there at this point. I because mean, they, I mean they they've <clears throat> played the rookie, they've played <clears throat> Hoyer, uh, Hoyer, or the Derek Carr clone. Yeah, one so, or the other. They probably hyper target Adams either way. Exactly. So. That's what I'm banking on. His price has dipped a little bit because I mean he was off to a hot start of the season. And now he's only $8,000. Not that that's value, like high value by any means. However, $8,000 for Devontae Adams, I'll take it. And they're playing Chicago. Yeah, again, so it's, a, it's well. a defensive matchup you really like. <clears throat> they're kind of below the line against receivers so far this year in fantasy. So um, I don't have a whole lot more to add there because I also have Devontae Adams hey. as my first receiver. We're either going to look real smart or real dumb after yeah. this one. <laughs> um, but we're both going all in on Devontae. We're um, smart. My second receiver is going to be... Amon Ross St. Brown coming off of a big mm. game in week six. He looks healthy. He looks ready to go. It's a Detroit at Baltimore matchup. Um, I just I just think he's one of the safest wide receiver bets you can find right now, um, especially with some of the bye weeks that were going on. No CD Lamb this week and a few other guys. So um, at 8,200 against the Baltimore defense, that's been pretty good. It's been better than yep. expected. I think some people thought that would be kind of the weak point of um, their roster entering the season. There were some question marks, but um, Amonara St. Brown's going to get his kind of no matter. It's he's he's not really he's kind of matchup proof almost the way he's utilized. I feel like he's a really safe bet, and I love combining him with uh, Devonte. So uh, actually paying more for St. Brown, eighty two hundred yep. against Baltimore. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, as far as like a recency, yeah, bias goes. My second wide receiver is going to be. A little bit of a stack here with Brock Purdy. It's going to be Brandon Ayuk. Going up against, like I said earlier, the Minnesota Vikings defense, Brandon Ayuk. If Debo misses any time, it's going to be the clear-cut wide receiver. Yeah, this is a great pick. Yeah, This is a really good one. $7,700. I am okay paying that for my wide receiver, too. For sure. Um, <clears throat> my third receiver is going to be Deontay Johnson, fresh off the IR. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, going up against the Rams. Um, Deontay Johnson's interesting because he is he's a true route technician, which is something that has kind of been lacking in the Pittsburgh wide receiver room. Um, as good as George Pickens is, they have completely different skill sets. Um, Deontay Johnson is a separation creator. He's a great route runner. Short, intermediate, vertical, doesn't really matter. Um, assuming he's healthy, which he should be. He has gotten six weeks off yeah. since tweaking his hamstring in week one. 
Um, he's been working hard. He's been rehabbing. He's been practicing. He will be back. It currently still shows him as being on the IR on FanDuel, but he will be playing um, against the Rams at 4 o'clock in L.A. Um, only 6,000. Um, that was really kind of the thing here. Compared to, comparatively to other receivers in that price range, he was the guy I easily felt the best about. Um, just because of what the utilization is most likely going to be, a guaranteed target share, you're looking at probably... Seven to ten targets in this oh, game. Oh, easy. So, um, and the Rams have done a good job with like kind of a patchwork crew in that secondary. I know Akella Witherspoon out there, ex um, Pittsburgh Steeler, former Steeler, who's done a pretty good job. But um, I just, I just think it's a pretty good matchup. I think the Steelers come out after a bye. If you look really deep into the details of what the Steelers did last season after their bye week, it was a seven and two football team after they had their bye last year. Yeah. And um, obviously the team did not come out, has not met expectations based on, you know, what they were, what everyone really thought they were going to be. All the hype coming out of the preseason with, with Pickett and a rebuilt offensive line and blah, 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 blah. Turns out it's still a Matt Canada offense. However, um, I want to have faith that some adjustments have been made. And this isn't <clears throat> by any means an elite defense, in my opinion, long, long, you know, with like a long season view. So I like Deontay Johnson a lot at this value because I don't know if we get him any cheaper than this all year. Yeah, I agree. My last receiver, haven't played him yet this year, however, averaging 10 Fanduel points a game is Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. Not Jerry Judy. It's Cortland Sutton. Not Jerry Judy because according to Steve Smith, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Which that was was a a hilarious. That was something. That was amazing. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Anyways, Cortland Sutton... Clear-cut wide receiver one there. Even Marvin Mims is starting to kind of fall off a little bit, and it's just like, I yeah. Know, I mean, the offense isn't great. However, Green Bay's defense also eh. hasn't been great. No, hasn't been bad. No, but um. However, I like the target share that Cortland Sutton is absolutely seeing. I like what he's doing. It's with just it. a total flip-flop of what happened last year. Right. I mean, he's found the end zone one, two, three, four times already this season. So I am going to play Cortland Sutton at $6,600 going going up against Green Bay. We're going to go into tight end from there, and I'm going to flip to the other side of the ball. All right. And a guy we talked about in the waiver wire this week. Oh, look at us. We have the same guy. Oh, man. (laughs) Quit doing that to me. (laughs) And that is Luke Musgrave at $5,000. Yeah. Um, I I mean, mean, Denver's defense. Denver's awful. Against yeah, tight ends, bad, real bad. so and we we I've talked about a lot. He's kind of like my, my guy. Yeah. Um, I love Musgrave. I love the talent, and um, he's a lot, he's shown glimpses. He had a pretty good target share in their last game in Week Five against Vegas, um, and I think there's potential for big play opportunity with him. I think you could find him at the seam. You could, there could be a broken play. Um, we haven't been able to see this Packers offense with everyone healthy. Right, like on the field at the same time, and I'm just right. really hoping that Jones is on the field and Watson's out there. And it's you're hoping well, after a bye week, that, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's the full slate of you know just everyone's out there, and I'm curious to see what Musgrave can be when that happens because I think it could open up some opportunity for him on the field. And you don't get a better matchup right now. Denver 32nd overall against the tight end position, so um, a really good opportunity for him to break out. Definitely, uh, obviously, I agree because I have him also. <laughs> oh my lord, excuse me. Henry. Woo! <laughs> uh, at my flex position, I'm playing Jalen Warren. Wow. At $5,700, 
this is why I'm playing Jalen Warren. If you think to what you just said about the Steelers after their bye week, totally different team. I think that, I mean, I'm hoping that they took a realistic view of their offense and realized what Jalen Warren can do for them out of the backfield, whether that's running the ball or catching passes, that they're going to have more of a game plan tailored to him in a game where the Steelers will probably find themselves behind at some point because their offense can't score any points. And I'm also projecting that this is the first game in which a Steelers running back, hopefully Jalen Warren, finds themselves <laughs> in the end zone. Yeah. So, And he's only 5700 I think it's a great prediction, and I like the price point. Is it? Is this feeling a little bit, now obviously not to the same level. Do not hear what I'm not saying. Okay. Okay. This feels a little Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb dynamic going yes. on here. Yes. Where they are just by default giving the ball to Najee early in games. Yes. And Jalen Warren, Warren gives you nothing. And then in the second Correct. half, he pretty much gives you all his production. He catches the ball. He has a couple big plays. Potentially gets in the end zone. That's what this feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree. I think you make really good points. Um, Thank you. At the end of the day, you're welcome. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I when I think of adjustments that that team probably makes coming out of the bye, I think it's more oriented around getting Kenny in a rhythm quicker. And giving him more easy opportunities, yeah, easy I, games. I hope so. I act, As a Steeler fan, I hope so. I, I hope so too. But it, the point I'm making is, I'm not actually sure the division of labor is going to be entirely different at the okay. running back position okay. in the first half of games. The way they script. Oh, games, sure, sure, sure. Um, I still think Warren's going to be involved. Absolutely, as he should be. I just think that. It's a bit of a stubborn franchise, and yeah. Najee is their guy. To a fault, for sure. To a fault. And um, so I, I think Jalen Warren's value is just purely as a pass catcher. But in a game where they're likely going to be close or potentially down, he could be a great flex spot because if he does find the end zone, um, he's going to deliver immense value at 5,700. All right, give me your flex. I got Jameer Gibbs. Um, so... <sighs> This We're is really both taking chances on our Yeah, it's a here. chance. You know, he's at 6,200. I mean, no Montgomery, obviously, it should raise him up. Now, I talked about in our last episode how the last time Montgomery missed the game, Gibbs's workload didn't really go up all that much. He was at 55% snap share. Reynolds, now, back at that point, um, Zonovan Knight was on the team as well. He's yep. hurt yep. right now, so he's not going to be involved in he's this. He's done for the season, right? Um, I think so. I think I heard that today. Yeah, so it's just Reynolds as of right now is the other running back that we're really mm-hmm. talking about as being viable in the backfield. I assume this is Jameer Gibbs's... It's, well, I don't want to say I assume. He's coming off an injury, and the way they've been handling him is interesting. It's very DeAndre Swift-esque with what they did with Swift last year, and now you yep. see what he's doing in Philadelphia now that he's being utilized. So where's Jameer Gibbs going to be next year? But well, Jameer Gibbs is going to be a, a, a lion. <laughs> but um, I just feel like there's a there has to be a, come a point in the season. We're going into week week seven, yeah, where he's being treated as the number twelve overall pick. And what better time? You have no Montgomery. You have no Knight. I mean, yeah, they're going to utilize Reynolds, but Gibbs is the guy. He's the talent. So like, I just want to bet on that. He's in my flex spot. 6,200. The matchup's kind of so-so. It's Baltimore. Yeah. They're not dominant enough to where I think he can't succeed. They're, they're not, middle of the pack, defense. They're They're middle of the pack. That's how I perceive them. Now, I, I think they rank a little bit better than that. But against running backs, I mean, he can be used through the air or on the ground. So I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs. I'm taking a shot. I think this could be the week for him. Um, 6,200 in my flex. Okay. At defense, I'm sticking to my guns and 
by guns, I mean game plan. And that's targeting <laughs> defenses who are playing the, the New York Giants. Giants. But that's not the only reason. If you look at the commanders now, I said this last week. Did you see the little Giants helmets they were wearing? Who, the Giants? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Little retros, the yeah. little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, so I'm not just picking them just because they're playing the Giants. If you look at their performance last week against Atlanta, three sacks, three picks. I did say last week that this is about the time of year that Washington's defense, and I said it in our betting section talking about the game, mm-hmm. that Washington's defense kind of started to turn things around last season. And, hey, it looks like they're doing it here. They got embarrassed by Chicago on that Thursday night game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good performance this past week, and they're playing the Giants. And whether it's Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones, it doesn't matter. They both suck. I I think it's a pretty good formula. I Thank can't you. argue with it. Yeah. Don't. Um, for my final spot in the lineup, my defense is going to be the L.A. Rams against the Steelers, who we've talked about here a couple times already. Um, they're only 4,300. And um, I just, you know, it obviously it hurts us. It pains us a little bit as Steeler fans. That's something I wouldn't do. But we have to be realists. <laughs> we have to be realists. I, I, this, this Ram defense has been better than we thought it would be. And... Um, as much as my heart wants to believe my uh, little monologue earlier in the show about <laughs> post bye week Pittsburgh Steelers, I still can't ignore what my eyes have seen uh, through their first five games. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for sacks. Even if, even when Kenny Pickett has had, had success, he's rolling out into pressure. He's consistently, just, I mean, you still have Aaron Donald he on his defense. rolls left and it drives me nuts. He rolls left to his offside and oftentimes uh. he's rolled into the the pass rush. Um, he's getting sacked a lot, and sacks count for defenses big time. So that combined with the fact that it's not a team I expect to put up a whole lot of points, even if operating efficiently. Yep. I mean, the yeah, cap yeah, is game. like yeah, 20 to 23 points combined with the fact that they could force turnovers. and um, them score 40. Yeah, well, maybe, but the Rams are only 4,300. That was another reason yeah, that it made no, sense for me. Great pick. They're cheaper. They're on the cheaper end, so uh, I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams. All right, quick rundown of the lineups. My lineup is Brock Purdy, $7,400. DeAndre Swift, 76 Brian Robinson against the Giants, 7300 Devontae Adams at $8,000. Uh, second wide receiver is Brandon Ayuk. That is my stack with Brock Purdy, $7,700. Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Ooh, I am... Am I drunk? <laughs> $6,600. Luke Musgrave at tight end for 5000 Jalen Warren, $5,700. And the Commanders defense at $4,600. All right. And then I have Geno Smith against Arizona. I think it's a slam dunk start this week at 7000 Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler. 9400 There's no discount here. I just think he's one of the best, especially this week with so many RBs being on by. Um, Roshan Johnson at 5,900 against Vegas, assuming assuming he plays and clears concussion protocol. Um, I like the workload he's in line for. Uh, Devontae Adams against the Bears on the other side of the ball. Um, the other team, 8,000. Um, I think that's a pretty good price point, being who he is. Um, I think he's probably bound for a pretty big bounce back here. Uh, he hasn't done a whole lot the past couple weeks, so going to take a shot on him. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Solidified wide receiver one this year against the Baltimore team that's, you know, been pretty good against the pass ultimately. But I again, like I said earlier, I think he's just kind of matchup proof. And then I got Deontay Johnson against the Rams at six thousand. We both have Luke Musgrave at tight end, five 
5,000 against the hideous Denver Bronco defense. <laughs> um, Jameer Gibbs at 6,200 against Baltimore once again. So I got two Lions in here on purpose. And then I have uh, the Rams against the Steelers at 4,300. Lock it in. That does it for our live daily fantasy lineup submission. And now... <laughs> it's time for rapid fire. Uh, there are six teams on a bye week, so this is going to be a little bit of a shorter list than we're used to. That is correct. So, John, no time to think. Thursday night, Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. Saints favored by one and a half, probably because of Trevor Lawrence's pending injury designation. Mm-hmm. And the over-under set at 39 and a half. All right. I'll take the Saints. Um, and I like the over. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Even if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play? I think he's going to play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Coming up next. All right. Now, for Zach here, I have Detroit at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore favored by three. Now, the game is in Baltimore. It matters. It does uh, matter. But the, the total over-under is going to be 42 points. So, what do you think? I'm going to take Detroit in this game. Okay. Money line or just the plus three? The plus three. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we pretend the money line doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so Detroit plus three, and I'm going to go over 42 and a half. Okay. I like it. I like that. I think we're both right. I think we're going to be rich after this. So. Hey. All right. All right, John. Buffalo Bills at New England Patriots. Bills favored by eight and a half. Yeah. Over under set at 41 and a half. I think I have to take the Bills at eight and a half here. I have to. It's been tough taking the Bills because the last the two Patriots games look bad been, though, and I think the, the way they just had bad. to scratch and claw to beat the Giants, yeah. I think they're going to come out pretty juiced up. Okay. The over under is low here. Yes. Um, I have to take the over Ooh. on forty one and a half. I I got to do it. Um, I'm going to take yeah. I'm going to take the Bills at eight and a half and uh, over forty one and a half. Okay. All right. Next up. Uh, we've talked about it a decent bit already in the DFS segment. So we have the Steelers and the Rams in LA. Mm-hmm. So the Rams are three point favorites and the over under is 44. I have to be realistic about this. Rams minus three, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go over 43 and a half over. Yep. Okay. I can see something like 27, 24, is that over 43. Oh yeah. That's oh over. Yeah. I know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I yep. like I like the Steelers plus three. Just just throwing this out there, plus three under. Mm, okay, yeah, we'll see. Let the record show. We'll we'll come back to this. I don't want to pick it that way, but no, you gotta you gotta. gotta this is about money. Do. This is about money. That's right. Okay, L.A. Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored by five and a half in the over under. At yeah. 48 and a half, so second highest scoring mm. game of the week. Okay, so <clears throat> I said that before. I don't remember if that was a previous episode or today or what that was, but I expected it to be a high over-under, and I think it shouldn't be. That was last episode. You did say I that. believe it will be under 48, and I have to take the Chargers at plus five and a half. So, I think Kansas oh City God, probably, totally. probably... They're getting exposed. Yeah, they probably win it, but I think it's going to be very close. So I like that. I like the plus five and a half for LA, uh, under 48. Okay, cool. All right, one more for you. This is the probably the most fun game of the week. Miami at Philly. 
Yes. Uh, Philly favored by two and a half, and the over/under the largest of the week at fifty-two points. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over to start, and I'm gonna take the Dolphins plus two. Okay. I think that's a pretty easy pick for me. I mean, I didn't really have to think about it. Okay. In Philly. Like we talked about, yeah, I I don't care about that. Okay. I do think that the the Dolphins' run game is going to be hampered a little bit by the defensive front of the Eagles. However, I just think that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and my boy Braxton Berrios are going to have a field day out there. Um, um, no, I just yeah. I, I think the Eagles, I hear as, as, we've talked, as we have talked about, have been winning games by the skin of their teeth, and they have. Uh, this is uh, this is a for real offense that Miami has, and there's gonna be a lot of points scored. All I can think about is the high that the Dolphins are coming off of when they mm. lambasted the Broncos, and mm-hmm. then they met a formidable defense in Buffalo, mm-hmm. who is not operating at top peak output either, much like no. the Eagles, right. and they got humbled. <laughs> Yep. Um, they're going to this game in Philly. Maybe I'm just a hater. I don't know, but I like Philly in this one. You so, are. Yeah, and the under. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so one Mark, of us is going to be right. Write that down. Yeah. All right, this one I think is an interesting line. Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by 7.5 over under 44.5. Um, I know the Cardinals aren't great, but I feel like I'll take they deserve the, a little I'll take more the Cardinals respect. on the spread there, Yeah. and um, I'll take the under. I would do the same thing. And then one more here for you. We have Green Bay at Denver. Yep. Green Bay's favored by one, and the over-under is 45. Green Bay and under. Yep. Green Bay by... Probably a mucky... This feels like like Green Bay, uh, Las Vegas all over again. Totally, but I I feel like if Aaron Jones is playing and he's healthy, then Green Bay's offense is totally different than what we've seen the past couple weeks. Um, so, but regardless, even if he doesn't play, I'll take Green Bay. All right. Yeah, I agree. 49ers at Minnesota. Coming off a pretty rough game for San Francisco there. They are still favored by seven. Over under at 44. Uh, I think I have to take the Niners Yeah. at the minus seven, but I want to go the over as well, which might be a little bit hmm. gutsy. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to take over 44. Okay. Oh, there's games left. And then we have Washington at the Giants. Yeah. Washington only favored <laughs> by one and a half in the over under uh, 39 and a half. Okay. Uh, Washington, easy. Well, it's not easy. I just don't expect the Giants to win games. Yeah, they played Buffalo. They played Buffalo close. But uh, Brian Dave was very familiar with Buffalo. And I feel like. Who knows? Maybe they haven't changed any play calls since he's been there. So he knew what was coming. I'm going to take Washington minus two, and I'm going to take the under. So now I'm going to pass back to you. The Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by two and a half. Over under set at 38 and a half. All right. So the Bucs are coming off a rough performance rough. against Detroit. Uh, that game was in Tampa Bay as well. I mean, the Falcons are coming off, off a rough performance, too. Yeah. Well, Desmond Ritter's coming off a rough performance. Let's put it that way. Games like this, so just like full disclosure, these are the games I avoid in betting. Like, yeah. There's so much parity in the NFL. Whenever you have these kind of middle-of-the-road teams who aren't very good but also aren't terrible, <laughs> and um, it's usually not pretty, the over-under is good. I mean, that's a, that's a good line. 
because like it's, it's an easy under if it, if they give them like 43 44 for me like that's just oh, yeah, but, right, but for this exactly. like it's just right in that sweet spot where I <clears throat> excuse me where I truly could go either way I'm gonna go I hate this but I'm gonna go Atlanta plus three Ooh. and then um I'm gonna go the over 38 okay yeah what's the other one Cleveland Indianapolis all right, and the final game of the week for you, Zach, is going to be Cleveland in Indianapolis. It's okay. going to be Cleveland favored. <clears throat> excuse me, favored by two, and the total is just thirty-nine points. What do you uh, say? Yeah. So Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson done for the season. Gardner Minshew did not look great. PJ no, Walker man. did look. He could have had like. Six picks in that game. Oh yeah, it wasn't good. No, um, wasn't so good at all. neither team really had their starting quarterback. Deshaun Watson's up in the air. That's a wild one. So I am gonna stick with Cleveland minus two, and I'm gonna yeah. go. This is another similar to that last game where you're saying it's a good line. It's this a really good line, good line too, but I'm gonna stick under thirty nine and a half. All right, and final game of the week. The Las Vegas Raiders in Chicago. The now Justin Fields less Chicago yeah. and Jimmy G less. So this is a oh god. That's the key to me. Backup quarterbacks all around here. Yeah. Anyways, Raiders favored by three in the over under. The lowest scoring game of the week, thirty seven and a half points. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, at minus three, but man, it's do I have to? a total it's <laughs> uh, a tough one but i agree with you taking the raiders because if you look at their complementary pieces outside of quarterback i think they're a better setup team than chicago i mean is. you still have josh jacobs who you can lean on you still have Devonte and jacoby um you still have max crosby who should be wreaking havoc in that bears backfield and he does got the big safety yeah yeah so, week, so. i'm gonna go with the raiders the win yeah. i mean I have just such a hard time picking the under on a line this low. It's I, just so yeah, difficult is, to do. <laughs> this is a um, thirty. I mean, this could be a twenty-one seventeen game, and that would be the over. So yep. I'll, I'll take the over. I'll take okay. the over, but I, I feel better just about the Raiders at minus three. All right, all right. That was rapid fire, and that was also our DFS embedding show. Yeah, for. Brought to you Week by Henry. Seven. Brought to you by Henry, who's still here trying to sabotage <laughs> He's everything. Back. He He's pressing wants, buttons. He wants He's, John to spit beer out He again. wants me to spit beer again. He's chewing on cords. Oh, man. Guys, good luck betting this week. Good luck in Daily Fantasy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And Sorry, I've been trying to just call it X. On X, we are at FF Blackboard. On Instagram, we are at Fantasy Blackboard. And you can shoot us an email with any any real fan- – I mean, I realize this isn't a like regular redraft episode. This is DFS Embedding, but you can still email those questions as well as any fantasy-relevant questions to fantasyblackboard at gmail.com. We would be more than happy to answer those. So, from me and John, good luck this week, and we will talk to you after week seven. Peace.